0: Wow, on you! To be the man, you gotta beat the man! Best there is,
1: the best there was, or the best there ever will be. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the other Wrestling Days podcast. I'm your host, David Rosenberg. I'm here with Dustin Whitehead, and we are back after I feel like a month or a month and a half. <clears throat> it is crazy times. Uh, coronavirus has us quarantined, stay at home, whatever you want to call it. Everyone's doing pretty much the same thing. We're shut down. So, Dustin, how's this uh, whole thing treating you? Are you staying safe? Uh, you're in Michigan. I'm in Florida. So things are definitely going to be a little bit different. Tell us about how your experience has been going with all this
0: yeah i mean michigan's been on more of the forefront of shutting things down in the states i mean ever since i think it was like march 23rd it's been kind of hectic uh my job was shut down um they extended it was supposed to be until april 13th they've extended it till end of the month we'll see if it keeps getting extended kind of feel like it will but hopefully they come up with something to figure this out so this pandemic Doesn't it keep ruining 2020?
1: Yeah, everything's pretty much been put on pause here. I know that you and I are both just kind of sitting at home, no work to do because Mm -hmm. we can't go to our workplaces. A lot of uh, people just simply, it's not like that jobs are really getting, I mean, people are definitely losing their jobs, but I think a lot of people, um, at least in my case, like I just can't do my job. So, you know, they can't Mm -hmm. ask me to come and do it. Um, So, you know, I feel for pretty much everyone who's being affected by this and, uh, all situations are pretty much going to be shitty here. Definitely some are uh, worse than the other, but we're pretty much going through this uh, as one big collective humanity, which if there's a silver lining about anything, um, I think that we'll all have a little bit more tolerance and understanding and you know, gratitude for our own and each other's lives. So without harping on the but bad the too much. As well. What was that?
0: So I was just going to say, and thanks to all the medical workers out there as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You know, I think... Everyone, and I mean everyone, essential workers. You know the people. True. Everyone's been a that's you know good. grocery store. You know you know, you don't know how important your bagger's job is until you have to go bag your own groceries um, in a grocery store full of stuff that's been touching <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Uh, so you know those cashiers are out there and they're in high volume places that can't be shut down every day. So, uh, like I said, we'll, I think that we'll have a better appreciation just uh, for humanity and. You know, being together as a whole, and hopefully it'll make us better once we get through all this, because we will get through all this, but uh, we won't harp on the negative too much, or at least not that side of it, um, but the reason we are doing this podcast, and uh, number one thing that we have to talk about, you figured we'd be talking about WrestleMania since we never even talked about WrestleMania, but no, we're talking about what happened today, the breaking news, uh, just dozens and dozens of of releases ryan satin tweeted out earlier in the day that uh people were gonna be getting cut and i figured like okay we're gonna lose one or two or three people that were probably already on their way out anyways this is just wwe taking advantage of a good time to cut uh you know cut some people that really didn't have a good time to be cut and this was it but that wasn't the case i think uh dustin if you want to go through the list i think we put together about 36 people and it could be more than that three coaches oops
0: sorry three coaches two announcers one referee one creative 10 producers and 20 talent so yeah it's one of those days
1: So uh, we won't go through the whole list. It's somewhere on our Twitter, at Wrestling. Plus, if you're just going to listen to a whole list of names, it's probably not going to get sunk in your head anyways. But at Wrestling, there is a whole list of everyone that we know um, is going to be uh, no longer with WWE. And honestly, you can check pretty much any site. I'm sure. I know Fightful's been on top of this. Sean Ross Sap. Uh, Voices of Wrestling has been really good today. Wrestle features have been really good today. So shout out to them for kind of being uh, on top of everything. And you know, there's a lot of fake reports, so it's good to have people that you can trust um, and check all these things out. Uh, but yeah, go on, go on our Twitter or check those sites, and, and you will see everything as it progresses. Because no doubt, by the time you hear this, which should be uh, tomorrow on on Thursday the sixteenth, uh, there will probably be more. I know. NXT cuts were supposed to come, um, and they probably have come. They, I mean, no doubt people know about it, but we only know of Deonna Perrazzo right now. So I'm sure once we know about more of those people, um, you know, th- this will just continue to grow. So wh- what's your initial reaction to all of this, Dustin, before we go into the nitty gritty? Yeah,
0: it's unfortunate. I mean, I understand why they don't want to shut things down. Like, I get it because the, their biggest freaking catchphrase is, oh, the longest running, running weekly episodic television show in history. And it's unfortunate that they're going for that more than careers and everything. But if you look at this list, especially on the talent side, uh, over 75% of these people have complained and whatnot over the past year or so. So maybe a lot of them are happy. Like, so that's one slight positive if they want it out. Um, it's just tough. I mean, obviously, everyone, I hope, seen the video from Drake Maverick. That was hard to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just tough. I mean, a lot of great talents, a lot of talents on the rise. Um, I had some high hopes for Deanna prazo but I've seen that she said she's been upset for over a year now. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Heath Slater, He's he's been there 16 years. Always always got whatever they asked him to do over to some extent.
1: Um, Zach yeah, Ryder, just tough. same thing. Zach
0: Ryder, 14 years. Mike Keogh. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was one we were talking about. Mike Yoda's the one that got me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 31 years um, with the company. And um, you figure well, – referee okay, so, for Yeah, and a referee n- nonetheless. And, 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 you know, my question is um, – it's it's unclear, right? Because released is the term that we've been using all day, um, right? And, and that is because we use it because that's what's reported. Uh, but if you do look at Vince McMahon's statements and that call or that report that came out of what they said to you know everyone before all of this went down, and when they announced that they were going to be uh, letting people go and furloughing people, uh, furlough you can come back, right? It just means you're you're like unpaid leave. I'm not familiar. Uh yeah so yeah. yeah I I mean my my family has worked in the government for a long time so um th- the government was on furlough uh, when there was the shutdown basically so it's unpaid leave um and it was kind of yeah. like that uncertain time so you wonder uh you know exactly who was released and who was uh you know we know for certain that um the talent was released that's in the WWE statement right if you go to WWE dot You can go all the way down to the bottom of the page. There's a corporate set, a corporate tab. Uh, They give you all the corporate news. That's where you can check like uh, earnings reports Mm -hmm. and earnings calls and stuff like that. So there is one of those where they've, you know, we wish them, you know, best in the future endeavors, that kind of thing. There is a whole list of those people Mm -hmm. and they're listed as released, but the rest we don't exactly know. Uh, Lance Storm said that he no longer has a job. So that, you know, kind of indicates to me that the producers were probably released too. I know that uh, the creative member, uh, she was one of the writers. Her name was uh, Andrea Listenberger. Uh, She also indicated that she was no longer with the company. So you wonder just what the chances are of these people coming back. I think that's like kind of the big follow-up. You know, you want to have some hope for the situation that it's not all bad because I know – I'm not going to just shut down the people who want to defend WWE, even though I probably should. Um, but there is, you know, there is a realistic businesses all over the world are having to make uh, big cuts. Cut. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you, you know, just like we talked about it at the top of the show, right? You and I are both a product of that. We go through that ourselves. So we can understand that. Right. Um, But I yeah. think,
0: and looking at this list of producers real quick, though, I want to give a shout out to guys that have been there for over 10 plus years as a producer, and that's uh Fit Finley and Billy Kidman, those right. are two that kind of surprised me looking at this list. I mean, you mentioned Lance Storm, but he's only been doing it for a few months, Shane Helms only a few months, months. Yeah. Sean Devari only a few months, Kurt Angle's only been doing it for like a year or so. Uh, a couple but of years, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, you're too. Uh, guys like Scott Armstrong, though he's been doing it for a while, and Pat Luck has only been doing it for a few months, and Mike Rotunda's been doing it for a while too. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but it's kind of crazy that you cut ten producers, you know?
1: Right? IRS got fired on tax day, so that's uh... oh my god! Yeah, that was that was one of the big ironies of the day that I really enjoyed. Uh, got a pop out of me. Vince's got a sense of humor. Um. <laughs> No,
0: DBX he'll save him.
1: But this, yeah. So so this sucks. And um, you know, the, the question, the thing that everyone is kind of talking about is, is is that it's such a mixed bag, right? You talked about Drake Maverick earlier. Obviously, Drake mm-hmm. Maverick didn't want to leave WWE. Uh, if you look at his Twitter, his his pin tweet is at two WrestleManias ago, talking about what should have been this year's WrestleMania, saying. You know, I wasn't on the card, but I will be next year. I'm going to work harder. So this wasn't a joke to him. This wasn't just, okay, we go to WWE because that's what you do when you need to get the paycheck and you want to ride it out. I mean, this meant something mm-hmm. to him. And he had friends. You know, Braun Strowman is one of his good friends. And, uh, you know, EC3, I know. Yeah. They, they're always they're always at least hanging out a bunch. Uh, He's as well. Yep. Two of the three. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So guys like that, right, was there a way to save them? I understand uh, – You know, cutting if people have asked out and you're just holding them to hold them, and now you want to make the claim that there's financial strain, Um, even though I think the financial strain that they're claiming um, is just to make them look good and hit their projections, which are their projections for this year are huge profits because the TV deal starts this year, right? So this quarter should be like when the TV money starts to come in, and and you know the no Saudi shows. Uh, no TV money. I mean, like, because of the way things are, they are going to make less money. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the thing is, but they have enough, but they have enough to save Drake Maverick. You know, this guy, this guy is, you know, I' do there's the like five guys still.
0: in this list that are happy.
1: There's like yeah. five guys in this list that are happy, you know, but it's like,
0: it's so tough to find the right time to release people when you have, what, who knows how many people they have under contract. So it's like, a lot of these people we've already mentioned have complained so goddamn much. Like the Mike and Maria Right, 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 right. right. I, I'm totally
1: I'm totally cool with those. I think I think that's a super justifiable uh decision. But like let's be honest, they're axing dozens of people. I mean, this isn't like like cutting no, dead it. space. Right, Gallows and Anderson had previously asked to get out. They signed they just made an event wrote, to the WrestleMania, basically. <laughs> yeah, they, they signed reluctantly <laughs> big money deals. We knew they were making good money because they had been offered a sizable increase from their last deal. So cutting ties with right. them, they probably paid them off and something like that. But I understand that. You know, those guys, Rusev, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, if that mm-hmm. if there's money you can save there, save that money.
0: Pretty but the no, dream average, the people
1: who are sad about losing their dream jobs. WWE could have weathered this storm. They they do have the money. And I, I know people are going to say like, hey, they have to look out for their business interests and they have to appease stockholders. And it's like every company in the world has to do that. I tweeted something out about uh, the NBA and MLB. Uh, you don't see these other major sports organizations letting players go or these big, you know, awful things because my point isn't that the pay structures are the same. My point is that, do you know how screwed they would get in the media just because they're doing a you know a wrong thing, like they these these they do have enough money, you know. Vince McMahon has enough right. money. Um, but sometimes will... it's not about if they have the money; it's if they're worth it. And a lot of these guys haven't wrestled on
0: TV or been. Well, what, okay, but, how okay so what what are, you know, what are, what are these you. guys
1: worth to Vince McMahon?
0: Uh, premium advocate zero. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, like Eric Young. I love him. He hasn't done shit. Unfortunately, that's their fault. But
1: he just hasn't been on TV. Um, Leo but, Rush is complaining. But when laugh. it's okay, but I mean, there, that's 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 where I, I disagree with you because if you say, "Oh, he's been there and he hasn't done shit," is that his fault or is that their fault? I said it wasn't. I said it wasn't. Right, but right. But then why I'm is sure he's it not okay to cut them? Too. Why is it okay to cut those people during all this?
0: I just I'm just wondering.
1: At the end of the day,
0: if he just was like, you know what? me i can go back to impact or you know i could wrestle on some shows and i can have some matches you know a lot of the times it isn't about the total bottom line it's about a bottom line that's good enough for me to live my life and be happy so i just a lot of these guys i wonder like i played drake maverick's the
1: anomaly of this list i mean i'm sure there's a couple others in there but i mean did you see no way he looked you think no way Jose is, is, is like, oh shit, I'm going to make it better than being the job guy being overpaid on, on Raw? No. He's getting main no. roster money to do stupid ass jobs running around with a taco, but that's more than he'll ever make. Right. I mean, I, I don't right. know.
0: It's tough. It's tough. I understand where you're coming from.
1: I get it. It's, it's just.
0: This is going to happen eventually. I mean.
1: And none of those. And, you know, Davari and all those other producers and stuff. I mean, fuck, Lance Storm. Is great. Lance Storm is a good mind. I mean, all those guys are actually really, for the most, part, excellent. Yeah. Really, really good. I mean, like you said, Finley. Before, I think if you, I bet Basically if you looked at, division. yeah, if you looked at every woman um, that's meant something in WWE in the past like five years, I bet if you go on their social media accounts today, there's a picture of them and Finley, uh, just because right. like that they adore him. You know, I know for a fact Charlotte and and Sasha have commented on it. I can only imagine there's a, there's a whole list of other people. So, I uh, again, all right, so I don't want to come off like I'm just furious at WWE for being a bunch of assholes, but um I they did have the money. Um if you want to argue with me on social media, you can, but like they did have the money. Like they could have made it. This is just about reaching their projected numbers, okay? They need Which to still look good. It's
0: probably from a business perspective the most important thing, unfortunately. Fine, even if you're but like, fr-
1: but okay, but if you're starting things with from a business perspective during a pandemic, you're probably being an asshole.
0: You have to be. That's this world right now. Everyone has to start it from that perspective. You don't have all to these be small an asshole. businesses.
1: All these other ones. This is not a small it business. It's hard not to be. I understand. I'm just saying for No, general, this it, is the one, one time that you should, it, it, this is the one time that like, American capital sure should got... change its course and say you shouldn't be a shark. Are we going to have one get to say let's keep the entire like players, system? Any money, money?
0: downside guarantees? You know if they haven't been paid off, I'm sure they got at least the guys got that.
1: These so people it's... got paid. These people got paid to leave. Don't worry. These people are not struggling. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not crying yeah. for them. So you know so much to say. I just think that it, it's shady. Everything that WWE does is shady, and you just. You know, you go from one day saying that you are woven into the fabric of Americana, and that you are essential business and essential to. I fuck. I like every American is like, oh goddamn, Raw's on on Monday. I gotta watch Raw. No, that doesn't happen. That hasn't happened in a long, long time. It's 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 you know. I get you. I do. And then I, and I then missed. to just turn your back and go like, we're so essential that fuck. You know who who we have like. You know, these people are getting mixed messages sure. to be told you're essential one day and then the next day to tell you don't have a job, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I get you. And I'm looking at Twitter right now and I see someone like it's not confirmed or anything, but Cassius Ono and apparently
1: Rey Mysterio it's are fine. in the alumni section of
0: WWE.com. So it's, there might it's, be more. It's,
1: no, Cassius Ono is fine. Cassius What's Ono that? tweeted something already about him being fine. Yeah. Oh, don't good. Ble- good. Don't okay, good. Good. Yeah. Bullshit. I don't know why. They're fine um but yeah these uh you know this is this is a crappy day and we've going we've done a good uh, uh 20 minutes on talking about this shit so um <laughs> yeah if this isn't what you guys wanted uh feel free to uh ask us questions and um actually i do think that we got uh one mailbag question so i'm gonna go ahead and get the mailbag and we'll be right back All right, I got the mailbag here, and we have a question from Edward Blankstead on Twitter. He said, was this mass release done to please shareholders? So we have kind of talked about this, and I don't know that Dustin has any opinion on this, but I fully do think that it was to please shareholders. I think that um, a lot of Vince's behavior, uh, declaring bankruptcy uh, for on the, on the XFL and stuff. Um, Which that sucks. These, um, th- these are well. things – I mean these are – right. These again fall under the this is the smart business decision, right? So I guess you could kind of say that um, pleasing shareholders equals the right business decision, right? So whenever we talk about Vince doing the right business decision, uh, we are talking about him, I guess, pleasing shareholders because ultimately um, good business is more money and shareholders like money uh, because it means that their stock and their shares in the company – are more valuable uh so pretty much everything vince does um vince is the one person in the company who's probably always going to think of the shareholders first if that makes sense um but he really thinks of himself first because he's the most important shareholder um if that works in a roundabout way but but yeah i do think that this is a lot of uh like i said earlier money play um he just wants to uh he just he really just wants to look good right like he he promised that uh they were going to make a bunch of money and he promised that uh the xfl was going to be completely separate and that it was in no way you know he he took a risk like he sold at a high stock right that he probably knew the bubble was going to burst maybe he didn't know that it was going to drop so much but he knew that that's you know more about this than me
0: but didn't the bubble technically burst about four months ago when it was like the lowest the stock's been? Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what yeah. I'm saying
1: is, is I think that one. I, I think that the impetus for the XFL was Vince seeing how high the stock shot up when he negotiated a good TV deal. There's no doubt that Vince McMahon got himself a great TV deal, right? Uh, one that two. you know, if you ask me, yeah, two, two that if you ask me, if you look at the numbers. Um, he's getting paid more than his shows are worth, right? And again, that goes back to good business. Is it ethical? Maybe not. But I mean, this is America and you get the most money that you can uh, by whatever means. It's very Machiavellian. Um, So I think that he saw that people thought that WWE was going to have this really big uh, boom period and that's what everyone kind of called it. And... He, the stock is at $90 and he, you know, he goes, well, fuck. I mean, this thing's bound to drop to 50 or 60 and, and he sells it, you know, he sells a chunk because he knows that he'll never have, not never, but it might be another five years until he has the opportunity uh, to sell at that high of a number again. Right. And what does he do with this extra chunk of money? He does what he's always wanted to do. And he takes that last shot or hopefully what is the last shot? At creating a it's secondary so football league, um, and I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you're if you're if you're an old businessman with a lot of money, may, and you're come into a maybe some unexpected money, and you can foresee that there's potential to lose that value, take the money out, you know, turn it into cash, create a league with it, and he was going to fund this league uh, for a couple of years and turn that into television deals. And once he turned that into television deals, he would actually make a profit, right? And then he would pay himself back, and that and that's, you know, the theory on how the business would work in a very dumbed down way. And if I'm wrong, someone can it explain it to work, me differently. Think? I think it would it would have been fine. I think that I mean, the XFL. I think it would have taken like, longer for the XFL to catch on than Vince thought. I think the ratings were dipping a little bit too low for what they should have been. But right. that he would have gotten a like a deal that he begrudgingly took and then the next deal that they got if they got one um, would be the one that makes him money but long term um, I do think barring this pandemic that the XFL had a chance to be a viable second league I mean the arena football league was around for how long?
0: Yeah and no one's watching the Canadian football league so I mean like exactly. I thought it actually had a good shot like, things were going well they, I feel like they're going to do a good job of replenishing the town. This pandemic just killed another thing. It's messed up.
1: Yeah, man. So at the end of the day, I really do think that it's just about uh, money and and about appeasing shareholders. Which you know, uh, I'm not even saying is the right or wrong thing, right? If you think of if you think of the world a certain way, you're probably going to say it's the right thing to do. And if you think of it a different way, you're going to say. It's the wrong thing to do. Um, these are uncertain times. Ultimately, uh, we will never know uh, many things. We will never know if the XFL would have been a success. We will never know. Uh, you know I mean, you know, these, whatever, chalk these, you know, the, all of these cuts are because of the coronavirus. There's just no way around that. Um, without this pandemic, none of this happens. And that statement, again, could be said for so many people around the world. Uh, It's just becoming redundant to hear. So we're going to move on and we're going to move on to hopefully what is a bit of a happier thing. Or at least Dustin and I are going to try to keep it a happier thing. Uh, We haven't talked to you guys since WrestleMania. So we're going to talk about WrestleMania 36 where it should have been from Tampa. I was going to be there in person. I was going to do all the WrestleMania stuff. uh, But that got canceled as you guys very well know. And we had the first ever WrestleMania that's too big for one night. Whatever the fuck that means. Um... WrestleMania was in front of an empty audience, uh, just quiet, lots of stiff shots, and they made it over two days. So we had two... We had, uh, I know day one, I think, was like three hours on the dot, and day two was like maybe 3.30 or something. So we got our normal six and a half hours. We actually got, I guess, two-hour-long pre-shows, which supplements the two-hour-long pre-show that's usually uh, for WrestleMania. So we... Didn't lose much. Um, It was interesting. Corey Graves did the pre-show, and they had some other people on there or whatever, and then we're not going to run down the whole Peter Rosenberg? Uh, Yeah, Peter Rosenberg. Um, The wrong (laughs) Rosenberg. God damn it. I don't know how he... (laughs) Uh, I should be the Rosenberg (laughs) that works for WWE. Anyways. um... You are fired! (laughs) Anyways, the... the, uh... WrestleMania was was interesting to say the least. So Dustin and I are gonna kind of give our good and bad. We're gonna give more good than bad this time. Um, but yeah, what what worked for you and what I guess didn't work for you, uh, which I assume is a whole lot.
0: Um, trying to think, uh, I think the probably the best or
1: in the running for best overall
0: match was uh, Charlotte and Ripley. Really sure, enjoyed sure, yeah. the. I really enjoyed the physicality and storytelling of it, and I'm of the belief that Charlotte went over, Ripley got over more, Mm -hmm. because she's really been stagnant over the past four months for me. Right. And since she she won the NXT Women's title on that December 18th episode, Mm -hmm. and I feel like this will be better for her in the long run. She's only 23. I mean, she's going to have more matches with Charlotte down the line, and when she beats her, it's going to mean even more, in my opinion. I know people argue to me, it's Wrestlemania, but... I just have a feeling that she's it's gonna help her in the long run more. and I enjoyed their match.
1: I think I think I think you're on to something right there because um, you know, you mentioned you mentioned that match, and the first thing I thought of, well, one, that was a really good like technical match, probably the be- the most technically sound match of the entire WrestleMania, in my opinion. And then I thought of the reaction to it, and the reaction was anger. Anger from the fans. And now sometimes, right? So like the Seth Rollins stuff and the Baron Corbin heat, sometimes we say, like, this is not good heat, this is bad heat, this is go away heat. I think that Charlotte got the good heat, right? Everyone was mad. I think they want you to think that, like, wow, how you know, how can how can they take the title off Rhea? And that's what everyone was saying. And when Rhea does get that win over um charlotte like you said be it at next wrestlemania be it a year-long chase whatever it may or be or two years
0: she, even because she's so damn young she will get that so many win. other people
1: yes and she, she will she get, will the get that back. win exactly so i think you're really onto something there i think that this not only succeeded in the ring as a technical match but uh, psychologically it might have had uh the best intended result out of all and
0: of them. Ripley looked like she belonged there you know? Yeah. That, that's an accomplishment in itself. Of course. She, she got her shit in. You know, they were like, it was. it's in the running for stiffest match the, of night, uh, two. It was, they beat the shit out of each other. Okay. Yeah, as for my second match that I really enjoyed, uh, it was Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Like, I didn't really like the beginning of like a corso and another WrestleMania with a stupid DQ finish, but then they went in they told the story. They changed the stipulation on the spot, and Kevin's just crazy as hell. Seth's crazy for laying there taking that bump, right. and they had a good physical match, and I enjoyed it. Right.
1: Again, I. Think what do you think that match? I think that um, that you're you know that you're reading. I mean, you you're definitely keying into how the psychology was supposed to make us feel. Because again, I agree with you. Uh, when that DQ happened. I mean, weren't you pissed? You know, weren't you like, are you fucking kidding me? Is that really what all of this, like, got typical WWE on the show of shows. They're going to fuck us. Uh, But that's, you know, then they restarted it. And not only did they give us a finish, they gave us a finish with the stupid, crazy bump. Uh, Kevin Owens didn't need to take that bump uh, with no fans in the building, but he did it for us at home. So uh, I don't think we can do anything but thank him. And I agree that that is a very, Good thing to take away. Um, now, we'll limit you to one negative, but what's the one negative of WrestleMania for you?
0: Uh, Goldberg, Braun. Goldberg. What else would it be? I, I know you, have, you probably have a different answer, but I'm pretty confident when I say Goldberg or Braun. Like, we knew it was going to be Spears because Goldberg can't jackhammer anybody over 225 pounds. Right. So, I'm glad you didn't attempt one. <laughs> and... Braun hit like what five four or five power slams it was yeah. i don't know it was a disgrace to wrestling was, basically in my opinion it was and if it was reigns it would have been better because like the they released the story and the spears and shit but and maybe they would have put it in a better spot on the card but i'm i'm good either way goldberg can just disappear and never do anything again
1: my favorite thing about that match is that um Roman Reigns disappeared and has never been talked about since. I don't know if he's dead. Like he, he just... called Brown out on Twitter. Did he? Yeah. Oh, finally! Because I was gonna say, for all I know, I mean, he was supposed to be That Friday night, he was supposed to be the, uh, you know, the contender, and then Sunday, he was not. So they changed it. You I know?
0: think he said something like, "Humble yourself" or something. Jeez. Because Braun put out, like, a photo of, like, everything that he's won and everything. I think he replied, humble yourself.
1: So maybe they'll actually build to a program there. But, yeah, that was, um, I think a lot of people for that. That was definitely the low point of WrestleMania. Uh, No one really wanted Goldberg with the belt to begin with. um, And people were probably upset to see, I mean, maybe they weren't upset to see Reigns not there. But they were upset to see Braun get that shot. Um, and I think, especially after he made those comments on Evil Uno's post, I think people did not want to see him win the title. So overall, not very good to me, but I, I, we'll move on. And, and my my favorite part of uh, WrestleMania, no doubt, was the uh, Boneyard match. I thought that the Boneyard match was fantastic. It was uh, cinematic. We had several cinematic. We've had four cinematic type matches, right? And we'll talk about another one in just a bit. Um, but the Boneyard was the first one that we saw, right? And for me, this is exactly what Undertaker should be doing, right? Uh, it, it's, it's a movie fight scene and what is wrestling, but a movie fight scene in front of real people. It's a live action movie fight scene, right? That we can all cheer <laughs> for in real time, right? Like you've watched a good fight scene in, in the movies, the music's loud, um, it's dark, things are intense. Maybe you'll actually get like a, huh! out of yourself, you know, because things are moving quick and sometimes sudden things can happen. That's real. Uh, You know, it simulates realness. Uh, So I think that going this route, especially when there's no crowd, was really, really smart, especially when the last couple of Undertaker matches have not been the best. I thought AJ Styles played his character to perfection. Um, Absolutely. I'm interested to see what happens whenever he does come back. I think that it was a good way to maybe keep him out for a bit if he wanted to just go home and be with his family, which I wouldn't blame him for one bit. Um, And of course now we know Gallows and Anderson are no longer, yeah, are are gone. So like you said, they may have added one night of WrestleMania uh, and now they're gone. So it's the ramifications and something. I think the Boneyard match is going to be a legendary match that wrestling fans talk about for decades. You know, I really can't, I, I can't, See, not showing my kids this right when they're growing up. They're gonna learn about the Undertaker, and I'm gonna show them all of the badass stuff first. Don't you worry, all of the badass stuff first. But then I'm gonna say, it's like it's like when you teach a kid about like a good pitcher, right? Like this pitcher was able to uh stay so good in his career because he lost a bit on his fastball, but he learned how to throw his curveball. This is Undertaker's curveball. This is Undertaker's. Right. And the
0: arsenal. thing is the couple things i want to point out it's the good one good thing is they can do as many takes as they needed to and underkit to make undertaker look good and with anderson and gallows gone i feel like aj's either going to come back as a baby face i kind of threw out the idea that he maybe he just retires like <laughs> shit. like what, what else are you gonna do <laughs> go down get the main event of wrestlemania i know he's near the end he's talked about this is his last contract in wrestling so I'm really interested to see what AJ does, but I really feel like when he comes back, especially with Anderson and Gallows being gone, he's gonna be a tippy top baby face once again.
1: And then I think my second point, um, that's probably gonna be Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. I really enjoyed that match. I really like that um somewhat iconic scene now, right? Of Drew breaking the fourth wall, uh reaching out to the fans, you know, and saying, Thank you, right? Like, you know, he I I just think that uh, Drew being the like man of the people the we're going to get through this and when we see each other we're going to pop so bit you know like we're all going to be so happy to have each other back and you guys did this for me and even though you weren't there I never forgot what you did for me and thank you this is just I think like a really good babyface story and I think the 180 I think man sometimes when I'm watching Raw and I listen to Drew McIntyre cut a promo even amongst all this bullshit I forget that he was a heel like a year ago, not like less than a year ago. <laughs> I know, he right? was a, And he was a vicious, mean looking. He was a damn good one. He, yeah. yeah. At, him and Dolph. And I thought funny. they were great.
0: Yeah. You know, the old saying is a great heels, an e- even greater baby face. And yeah. like, he's the definition of that example.
1: How true is that? Right. <laughs> and I think that, um, like yeah, man, John Michaels,
0: for example, so, so you know. that
1: match to me, uh, you know, you talk about the one that you hated and, um, and that a lot of people hated Goldberg and Braun Strowman. Th- these two mm-hmm. matches were almost the same exact match, but this one had I don't a good like the story. Match. I'm not going to lie. But the this story one had a be... good story. This one had the right ending. This one felt good. So I thought that, like, it's just, it's just like the perfect example of how WWE does these cookie cutter matches that they very clearly don't have any idea whether it's going to hit or miss, but the same match can hit or miss. So it was just uh I thought that was one of the best that, matches of WrestleMania the entire weekend. Um Okay.
0: For it, me that match was a miss, but the story was a hit.
1: Oh, I thought it was great. So, I, I was fine with it. Lesnar didn't really do anything? Nah Lesnar getting his ass kicked always looks good. And Lesnar sold his ass off oh, for him. I loved it. He does. Yeah, I he's it. a selling machine. Um and the, okay so the I'm, thing that I the thing that I didn't like, um was and I, I, fuck, I'm gonna get roasted for this, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I hated the Firefly Funhouse. The, the, I thought it was so stupid. What's wrong with you, I, David? You don't like fun? I know. Huh? You no. don't like fun? You don't like history? You no, don't like Actually, docks? actually, here's, here's what it is I, I hate What's WWE nice? and I only like AEW. Uh, <laughs> no, Mark, no, <laughs> but realistically, uh, no, I didn't like the Firefly Funhouse. For the simple fact that it wasn't a match. Um, I was I was told a to match and I, I wanted to see... It. The one thing I want to see is if The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, can get a good match. I know he can cut a good promo. And I know he can do a good video package. And surprise, I know that about John Cena too. But I know that John Cena can have really good matches. I don't know that Bray Wyatt can have good matches. People are going to say, look back a couple of years, you'll see him have good matches no i think he had good characters with decent matches but he's never been one to impress me in the ring to go like hey you can do this the same way that undertaker was and the fiend is a character that could be just as good as the undertaker just as good yeah. and if, yeah, if you don't have if you don't have the in ring if you don't have the in ring how are you going to get there um yeah. it just you know it 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 One of the things about Undertaker is that he was a believable badass, right? And there's just one notch too high on the cartoon scale for me with The Fiend. Some realism. And the only way he can beat John Cena is by going in his mind and making him disappear after putting him through, like, maybe the third or fourth worst acid trip I've ever had. It was... It was not what I wanted to see on WrestleMania. It was not what I wanted to see after Edge and Orton on the same night. And it was not what I wanted to see after the Boneyard match the night before. Uh, I thought it was a disaster on all accounts.
0: Um, I feel like you're you're kind of in the minority on this. And I'm in the minority
1: on Edge and Orton because I liked it. But hey, it is what
0: it is. Everyone has their own taste fair, and preference. So. I
1: think and, – and, and don't get me wrong, dude. Nothing on WrestleMania, nothing on – any of these shows any of these shows um can be fairly judged man like we've never seen wrestling in these right. empty buildings with no hope of realistically when we're going to get them back right so it's just it's been um it's been real shit so um yeah man that that that's my thoughts on wrestlemania and we are uh I've we got are... one last question for yeah, you yeah go for it uh,
0: would you prefer going forward WrestleMania being two nights or one? Because I kind of like the idea of setting it up where – Man, uh,
1: that's a good question. I don't know where
0: you'd put NXT in there though, but you got Friday, SmackDown. Then you got Saturday, Sunday. Right, so right, right, right. So the question do you, question do you do get a
1: takeover? Yeah. So I think – see, I, I was thinking about this at the time. Um, and when it happened, I think the solution in my head that I came to – was if they could maybe not next year but in like two or three years if they could elevate the takeovers to be standalone pay-per-views right like a takeover weekend was its own weekend right it wasn't takeover with money in the bank takeover mm-hmm. with the royal rumble takeover you know it was just there's a well, couple there's, there's, do, like
0: portland right
1: exactly exactly so if we can right. have standalone takeovers that are big big events that are almost like like what Triple H says, that NXT is an extension of the main roster now, that it's the third brand, you know? If we can have that, mm-hmm. then I think that a two-day WrestleMania is something that really makes sense, right? Um, but otherwise, you're pretty much just splitting You You just have to split it between Raw and SmackDown um, one night and the other night, and then there is the question of what do you do about moving TakeOver? So I don't know that... Uh, It's realistic to even talk about a two-day WrestleMania going forward until NXT is at that point where we can have, um, you know, like Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano as the seventh match on that WrestleMania card. You know, like that that, that to me would be fantastic. So once we're there, I think that's when we can talk about a two-day WrestleMania. But going forward, I think they're going to go back – to the way it was because I think logistically probably cut it possible. from 16
0: matches to 12
1: <laughs> right yeah and yeah, then
0: it, yeah. it would be in six and a half hours uh, maybe it'll be six with the with a pre-show fuck that's a lot but yeah I don't know it's tough because yeah. obviously for 35 it didn't work with uh like, shit, it was like 12 to 30 when it was over, you know? For the Right, main right, run. right.
1: Yeah, that did not. Anyway. Yeah, the length of... And I don't argue with the length because, honestly, the idea of everyone getting on the card um, is a nice thing to me. As much as I like, um, you know, I get the idea of WrestleMania being like, oh, it should be the best of the best. But also, if you can get everyone on the card, and we know that the early card isn't as important, um, do that. But I think in mm-hmm. the future, we will see another two-day WrestleMania. So if that answers your question, I think... I think I'll leave it there. All right. Um, Sounds good. But as we approach um, coming up on the 45 minute mark, I think we're going to keep this one right around there just because, um, you know, some of the long, I know longer podcasts can kind of be hard to listen to. So I want to keep things shorter for you. And we're going to try to keep things a little bit more consistent for you. I know we were supposed to talk about NXT and AEW tonight, but there was a lot to catch up on. So I'm sure that, um, you know, Dustin and I will probably catch up on the TNT tournament and, you know, give our thoughts on how AW and NXT um, and Raw SmackDown, for that matter, have just been going with these no arena things because uh, I think, you know, Dustin and I pretty much watch all the shows, even though we it may not always be the most interesting, but uh, there's probably certain things that each of us can tell you that we think works and doesn't work. Um, so I think that's what we're going to do on our next episode, which we'll aim to do uh, over the weekend, but uh, just want to make sure that you guys are staying safe. Um, tell your friends about this podcast if, uh, if you can, because, hey, it's a uh, quarantine time, stay at home times, so you're probably at home alone, bored, nothing to do, probably making your 15th loaf, of sourdough bread, or you're learning to make, uh, you know, a bunt cake for maybe the sixth time or something like that. And, you know. You need something to listen Try to. to tell us something? <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. So we're going to be doing a lot of these. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll keep them short. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And give us a shout-out and all that on any social medias that you can. Um, and, of course, ask us questions. And, Dustin, you want to plug our Twitter and the rest of your shit?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at dwhitehead96. And make
1: sure you're following MSC Pro Wrestling for – The latest
0: hot takes and news and analysis.
1: Yep, you heard it. MSC Pro Wrestling on Twitter. Check us out. Give us a follow. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll catch you later.